look who's coming through the door I think we've met somewhere before Hello, love Hello, love Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone Hello, love Hello, love Make yourself feel right at home I hope you plan on staying long. Come in, love. Yeah, come on in. Santa Spell. Come we hope you spend some time with us here this morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. We're uh, rapidly running down for the morning this morning because this is our short day. The legislative watchdogs will be in this morning at 9 o'clock with all kinds of good conversation about the political world, national and in particularly around the state of West Virginia. It's 8 to 11, 11 after the hour right now here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 28 degrees. Wheeling has, temperature hasn't dropped at all. hasn't changed a bit. It's just right there, Howard. 28 degrees. Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 26 of the Highlands. 22 in Elm Grove. And 25 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Exactly where we started this morning when we started the show. It's going to be sunny today. Daytime high around 40 will be sunny throughout really all the week and into the weekend. Temperatures rising a little bit, mid-40s for the week, uh, maybe 50-ish for the weekend. Clouds rolling in the beginning of next week. That's the official forecast from Storm Tracker 7, except uh, our Storm Tracker 7 meteorologist Adam Fike is still under the weather, and we certainly uh, wish him well. We continue our conversation about... Uh, Things to do for the holidays, especially things to buy for the holiday season. If you have any recommendations on good locally oriented gift ideas, something that people could buy that either is made by local folks and therefore you could give them something that has, represents the local area or supporting local businesses, um, give me a text, 304-214-1600, so I can pass that along. Uh, we were talking yesterday with the folks from Good Mansion Wines. You were up there yesterday. I was, and it was crowded, and it was just like Dominic uh, talked about. It was that setting, Howard. Christmas setting, but I stood out there for, I know, five minutes and just looked at the house, the mansion itself. The mansion itself. L.S. Goods Mansion. I, I, I said to uh, Dom yesterday, I'd like to get him back one of these days, and not so much to talk about imported cheeses and wines and meat, but to talk about the building and the history of the building. It's, it used to be the old L.S. It is the old L.S. Good Mansion from the L.S. Good family. Uh, be fun to get him in there. But so we talked about Good Mansion wines uh, tomorrow. Uh, Randy Chamberlain is going to be here to talk again about his book. If you're a Moundsvillian, is that a word? Moundsvillian. It sure is. Moundsvillian. If you're a Moundsvillian, uh, Randy uh, has got that book Around the Mound, Memories of Around the Mound, the column he used to write for the Echo. Uh, which have been now compiled into a book form. Just little vignettes and memories of things in Moundsville, the days gone by. It's going to be fun. We'll talk about his book signing tomorrow coming up. Uh, Mike Florio, NBC sportscaster extraordinaire, Wheeling native and author, uh, is going to be at the Ohio County Library, this new Christmas book. We talked to Mike about that here on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, I guess last week, maybe. And um, but he'll have books available. You can buy those at the library. He'll sign them for you. That's a good gift idea. Holiday at the Market is coming up this Saturday. Uh, the Center Market area will have some extended hours. There will be horse-drawn carriage rides around the market. The Symphony Auxiliary will be playing a little bit uh, in the market to kind of add some Christmas cheer there. And the Talking Christmas Tree will be there as well. So stop by and check out the uh, Center Market around the holidays as well. Uh, this weekend also it's the... Um, Bridges and Tunnel Collective is doing their annual performance at the Towngate Theater. It's kind of a holiday cabaret, if you will. This year's lineup at the Towngate on Saturday night at 7 p.m. will feature um, Mr. Fancy Pants. Okay. Well, 
Mr. Fancy Pants. Uh, the Pussy Footers. I think oh, I know those guys. Okay, the Pussy Footers. Chelsea Keating. I do know Chelsea. I do know Chelsea. She is the mother of one of Teddy's uh, classmates, and she's a tremendously phenomenal performer. Uh, and others all be performing at the Towngate Theater. <clears throat> the Bridge and Tunnel Collective, it's an annual thing they do uh, Saturday. This is coming Saturday at 7 p.m. So those are a few of the things uh, going on here in the Upper Ohio Valley that you may want to uh, check about. Uh, tomorrow we'll talk with some folks, from, a folk from the Greenbrier. Uh, a folk? A guy. We'll talk with one guy from the Somebody. Greenbrier. Uh, Cam Huffman, I think is his name. Uh, I just thought it would be kind of fun for me and maybe for you to learn about the kind of things that go on at the Greenbrier. So uh, he's going to be with us tomorrow morning to talk about uh, uh, the Greenbrier and some of the stuff that uh, is available down at the Greenbrier at Christmas time. Because, um, hey, listen, I will be uh, I will be there uh, all of next or most of next week for the uh, uh, for Christmas week. Spending Chris, I'm my wife and I and our friends are, uh, along with Uniglobe spending uh, Christmas week at the Greenbrier. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to eating very well, among other things. And you know what, Howard? I really got to salute you. Uh, you you deserve a rest because it's been over a year since I had to fill in for the whole three hours for the whole week, and it's not the easiest thing to do. You know, I'm trying to book ahead, trying to have a good show, trying to have interesting guests, and it's just not as easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I walk in here, I bring the music up, you do all the work. I I, I won't um, I will not deny that, despite what people think. It's not easy to put together. You, you three just hours don't roll in here and turn the mic on. Yeah, and, it, it, no, yeah. and, and and Howard, a couple of real quick things that I'm working on. Remember the first year of Wheeling Park and uh, the basketball season. They went undefeated in the regular season. I'm trying to get a couple players from Wheeling Central and Wheeling Park when they actually played each other and talk about oh, that the rivalry. Old, the good old days. Yeah, I'm going to go back uh, down the memory lane a little bit there, Howard. And there's another anniversary coming up on December 23rd. It's the 26th year uh, after Anthony Proviano was murdered in Belmont County, Howard. You covered that trial, didn't you? I did, and I'm trying to get a few of the people back to, to look back on the trial and uh, to, to review it. It's just a fascinating story. You know, there's a few here in the Valley that just intrigue you. say, man, that would make a great movie. And the murder of Anthony Proviano would certainly make a, a great, tremendous movie, Howard. So you've got a, you're working on a pretty good – plus, we, we just came up together with a pretty good – little game you might play next week. Christmas, let's make a deal. That's a great – do you want to see what's behind the curtain, Howard, or do you want this in this little box right here with the pretty bow on it? Bob filling in for me all next week uh, while I am away at the Greenbrier. I am looking forward to taking a break and just kind of relaxing and enjoying, uh, have fun with the Greenbrier. And uh, I said good meals So the first thing I'm looking for. And we're uh, off the text line, Frio Stack, Oxervis text line. Howard, are you going to go to the bunker? Yes, we will take the bunker tour. I've got that scheduled, uh, although I have been to the bunker before. I find it fascinating. Uh, yes, we'll take the bunker tour, among other things, at the Greenbrier next week when my wife and I spend the week down there. 818, uh, poor Brad mackline has been hanging around uh, longer than I ex- wanted him to have to wait. And we'll have to wait another minute or two more because take a break and we'll come back talking to Brad. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. 
That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. My name is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're going to get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we, we're here 24-7. We're available to see somebody. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or DiCarlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Primanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. This is great conversation for the holidays or any time of year. You're listening to the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Today's holiday bumper music is the bumper music of the beautiful, the lovely, oh, if only, what's his name, Roland didn't have her, I'd see if she wanted to go out on a date, uh, Barbara Streisand. Um, what a week this has been. We've had Barry Manilow music and Barbara Streisand music, two of my favorite performers of all time. Thank you for offering me those things on my way out, out yeah, but the you, door. You, you went berserk, Howard. You know Nancy's listening. You just said you were going to ask another woman well, out. Well, I mean, I meant that as a, uh, I meant that in a uh, uh, sort of a, it's 821 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Let's welcome Brad McElhenney in from Metro News. Good morning, Brad. Howard, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm getting excited about your Greenbrier trip. I wonder if you'll see any state officials. And I want to know, you know, if you come out of the Greenbrier with some baby dog paraphernalia, perhaps some slippers or a scarf, maybe a coffee mug. I will have to tell you the honest and goodness truth. Baby dog stuff is on my <laughs> is on my list. And I keep I you know, I have no reason to assume baby dog would be there, but I keep hoping maybe I'll even get a crazy baby dog sighting. I don't know. But who knows? You know, Um uh, and I have uh, I'm going to buy a few last minute Christmas gifts, I think, while we're there. Um, and we're going to stop at Tamarack along the way. I'll do something there as well. But um, uh, I, I have had requests for baby dog stuff. So I will see what we can find. I, I like that idea. Baby dog slippers. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Baby dog. Mm, I mean, that would be just a, a gift you give yourself every morning. It's exactly right. Put them on and, and enjoy baby dog. Hey, uh, Brad, I'm, there are two or three things I want to get into with you, and I want to get into uh, one thing briefly, which I didn't mention to you, but you wrote a really good piece at wvmetronews.com 
Uh, looking at Mac Warner's claims about the CIA stealing the election in the last presidential election or two presidential elections ago, I guess the last presidential election. And um, I told the audience, in honesty, uh, Mac asked if he could come on this show and talk about it. And I declined that interview because I, I just don't think it's something that in general I can do justice to on the radio. It is a really deep dive that he has going there on how the CIA and Hunter Biden's laptop and so on. But uh, you put together a pretty good piece about that over at WVMetroNews.com where you had a chance to really take a look at it and parse it all all apart. Well, thank you. And this was something that, you know, my head snapped when he said this at the debate. The question was, former President Trump asserted as recently as this week that the election was stolen. And then Hoppy asked, each of the three candidates you gathered, what is your position on that? And and Mac led off with the election was stolen and it was stolen by the CIA. Correct. Well, that gets your attention. Yes. <laughs> but then we went over a five-step process that he said occurred. And I got some feedback. So I listened very carefully to the debate, which went over a lot of topics. Then I was on a panel with you during the 9 o'clock hour, and I also needed to write a story for the Metro News website and hit a Morgantown Dominion Post print deadline. So in the moment, I just didn't deal with the stolen election claim, but I got some people immediately on Twitter who said, you missed the lead. You didn't even deal with the stolen election. And I said, geez, just give me a minute. <laughs> so I went back at it over the weekend and, you know, tried to go through every step of Warner's journey on this election issue, but also the way he says election was stolen is probably not the right word. Rigged, I, I think, is maybe what he would say, but it's it's a voter suppression issue in his mind, where he believes that voters were not were unfairly suppressed from receiving all the possible information about Hunter Biden's laptop. And if they had merely gotten that information, particularly in swing states where the election was close, Mac Warner contends, then the election would have gone to Donald Trump. I would be really curious to have someone go, <clears throat> excuse me, do a poll in those states and say, if you knew more about Hunter Biden's laptop, would it have changed your vote? My guess is the answer is no, not too many people. But, hey, that's just uh, that's just me. But it was just a little bit too complicated, I thought, for me to get into here on the radio. I know Dave Wilson did it on Talkline earlier this week. but And I think maybe Dave Allen did on his show, too. I'm not sure. But anyways, I I just uh, – Mac asked to come on, and I said, I, I just – I don't think I can do it justice on the radio so I defer people to your uh, story, which was able to kind of look at the twists and turns and, and put it in a greater context. Um, but as you said, <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to that debate the other night, and it comes out. The fact that he said the election was stolen didn't surprise me because actually I talked to him the day before on the air, and he said, yes, I think the election was stolen. But then when he added to by the CIA, it was like, oh, what? What's going on here? So I, I well, the CIA point. It gets your attention, but his contention is that Anthony Blinken, who is currently the Secretary of State in the Biden administration at the time, was a Biden political supporter, and that there was this call between uh, 
between Anthony Blinken and Mike Morrell, who even at the time was former deputy director of the CIA, not not actively employed by the CIA, it then results in it that conversation prompts Mike Morrell to spearhead an open letter contending the Hunter Biden laptop story, quote, has the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation operation. And he was joined by 50-some international espionage experts in in presenting that open letter and reaching that conclusion. But it was not the CIA itself. So it does take a lot of explanation, and, and to my mind, Mac overly simplifies it what what is a a complicated series of steps that he uses to reach the conclusion that the election was rigged. Uh, this is Monroe speaking, not McElhenney or Warner or anybody else. I think it's a bunch of conspiracy hooey myself. But that's, you know, that, but that's what we're here to do is talk about the hooey sometimes. And uh, again, I, I, I refer people to your story at WVMetroNews.com if you want more details about it. I just chose not to get into it here on this radio show. I just felt it's something I can't do justice to um, in the time we have on the radio. It's a little bit too complicated. So I, it was a good piece. You, you did a really good piece on that, though. So I, I want Well, to- everybody should stick with Howard. Stick with Watchdog Radio. But go back and listen maybe to the podcast of Dave Allen's show in Charleston, which is in the 9 o'clock hour. And... Uh, he is having Mac Warner on as his guest. I don't know if he's going to get into, you know, each each step of the process that Mac describes is each one is a mile in the weeds. And right. I don't know. I, I agree with you. My instinct is that maybe reader listeners are not necessarily interested in in the details of each of those steps. I, I think there's maybe interest, but my problem is I just don't think you can follow it clearly on the radio. That's why I thought your story was good, a, a piece where you could put it all together and, and talk about, you know, well, here this is it, but there's some other things said. And you put it in the context, too, of Mac Warner has uh, – a history of having been involved. He went with Stop the Steal and so on. So anyways, I I just wanted to mention that, and I encourage people to read your story and uh, check out Dave Allen if they want. I I just, I just, I didn't do it here, and I wanted to explain myself again, and I think Mac understood. I just said it's just, it's too complicated for me to get into. Uh, What I can't do is just let Mac go out and say what he wants to say without me sort of challenging it, and I, it's too hard to challenge these things sometimes on the radio. So we there on that. Now, speaking of challenging things, uh, Governor Justice is challenging, or his companies are challenging, I guess, the timing of the payment of $300 million in defaulted loans to Carter Bank? Yes. So back in April, the justices and their businesses did default on loans, and Governor Justice, his wife Kathy, and son Jay, who presumably runs the coal operations, had signed guarantees so Carter Bank, their longtime banker, is frustrated, and they are trying to cash in those guarantees at things valued at $300 million. And I think it is good that you are getting to the Greenbrier while you can, because the Greenbrier Hotel Corporation could is one of those entities. That <laughs> That's is good thinking. I never thought hook. about that yet. <laughs> yeah, you got to get there. So, I mean, essentially, the justices signed as part of their documents agreements called confessed judgments and it typically would mean at much lower values would mean you signed it i'm i'm submitting it to the courts they're going to give me my two hundred dollars 
in this case, it's $300 million. The justices are mounting a defense on a couple of ways. They say that this is unfair, even though they signed the documents, that it's radical. And they also, on the other side, have last month filed a billion-dollar complaint against Carter Bank alleging unfair business practices. So we all gathered in court this week, a local court in Martinsville, Virginia, which has jurisdiction over the Carter Bank claims. And the justices said, look, Judge, we're going to just hand you our federal court filing. Uh, This, if we get to go to trial here in the local court, will essentially be our defense. But you ought to know, local judge, that we've also got a federal filing, which could send things sideways in this court. So got to the end of it, and the judge, who is Carter... Giles Carter Greer is the name of the chief judge in Martinsville, Virginia. And he says, well, it is a lot of money on the line. It's a little more complicated than normal. I'm just going to need a month to come out with an order. So he is he was not prepared to to make a ruling in the courtroom in the moment. But we expect something by at least January 31st. Well, you pointed out in the story you wrote at WVMetroNews.com that, you know, if you've waited to find out whether you have to pay $300 million this long, you might as well wait another month. That's the big deal, right? Well, yes. And, you know, the justices would like to not pay the debt as long as they possibly can. So they are asking the judge not necessarily to dismiss the claim entirely, but they want to go further into the court process and have a trial. Uh, which would delay things even further. What Carter Banks wants is its money. (laughs) I want my money. (laughs) I want my $2. I said, look, Judge, you know, we've got a corporate responsibility to pursue $300 million in debt. We've got shareholders. It is beyond doubt overdue. And every day that we don't collect it is, is lost interest on the $300 million. So they would like an answer now uh, because they are under the gun, under the weight of all that $300 million in somebody else's debt. Um, right. So it, it, it's, it's justice wanting to, to delay it and hold it up and Carter wanting the money now. Correct me if I'm misinterpreting this, and I may well be. The justices really aren't arguing they don't owe the money. They're really arguing more about how it should be paid and the timing of it and so on. I mean, they're not really arguing that they didn't sign those well, the confessions of debt or whatever it is, right? I think there is no argument that, that they signed the documents, that they owe the money. To read the federal filing by the justices, they contend that, that Carter Bank has become far more inflexible over the years and that that inflexibility has has hemmed in the justices, kneecapped them on the way, on, on the flexibility that they need with borrowed money to, uh, to have capital for their operations, to, to run their businesses. And so they're claiming an, an unfair business relationship on the Carter Bank side that means that, that they say Carter actually owes them. That's the, that's the federal court claim. The uh, the thing people need to remember is that the Carter Carter Bank and maybe it was a Carter 
person. Anyways, somebody high up in Carter Bank was was, I guess, friends with or at least amenable to Jim Justice, sort of taking his time on paying this. But then there was a change in in the management at Carter Bank, and that's when they began to crack down. Am I right about that? Yeah, that was Carter Worth, who was friends with Jim Justice and possibly with his father. I can't remember that, but. There was a, a friends and family relationship with the bank for many, many years. And then Worth Carter died maybe a decade ago, maybe less, before just slightly before Justice was governor. And the bank policies then changed, uh, you know, and the bank would cast it as more professional, more watching out for the, the standards and agreements on on loans. And so... The justices categorize that as becoming far too restrictive on the the arrangements. The bank would characterize it as we we need to be very careful with the bank's money. It's a small bank. We have shareholders, and we cannot put up with a loosey goosey method of doing right. business. Well, we'll wait and see how this whole thing. So, we have to go. Will you have to go back to Martinsville again to uh, to see the final ruling, or? Will it come out in a in electronic form? Well, there are a couple of options. I, I, I don't check the docket in Martinsville, Virginia, every day. So <laughs> it could just be that the judge issues an order uh, sometime between now and January 31st. He hopes to beat that deadline. One of the options is that he could just say, look, you owe the money. It's clear. You've signed it. The other option is he could say, well, it's very complicated. I, I personally can't make a ruling on this. I am just one guy, despite being the chief judge. We are going to go to a trial. And, I mean, if, if it's a trial where the governor of West Virginia and a Senate candidate owes $300 million and there is a trial, I, I think there is a news argument to say, yeah, you'd go to that. Yeah. Okay. Just curious. I have one last question for you, and I don't think Metro News did a story on this yet, but I did see it in some of the other statewide news sources. Uh, Robert Carnes supposedly kicked out of the Republican uh, Senate uh, caucus. There has been an ongoing conflict between Senator Carnes and Senate leadership, uh, particularly Senator Blair, but also Senate Finance Chairman Tarr. You would think that as conservative as Tarr is, he and Carnes might be allies. But that is not the case. They rub each other the wrong way. And they are each claiming the other is not conservative. That That is where we are in West Virginia politics right now. Um, it is a very personal dispute and i understand you know what what happens in caucus howard and brad are not allowed in there i I don't know what happened exactly but carnes was kicked out of the floor session at the end of the regular session this year for loudly protesting process and then during interims this past week apparently was kicked out of the caucus i'm not sure if that's a long-term situation or whether it was just for the day, but it's, you know, certainly a sign of continuing ugliness. And the regular session is right around the corner. I, I just don't see everybody holding hands and singing kumbaya. Those those caucuses may be an adventure for 60 days. Carnes always gets, a, I, I think he gets a charge out of being the troublemaker. That has been one of the issues, is that he, the, the leadership regards him as a, a, burr in their side and it has gotten worse and worse and worse and so i I think he is not 
shy about uh, stating his his frustration and anger, and and so it's just. I mean, if they're all together for sixty days, uh, I mean, I, I just think it's going to continue for sure. They're, they are running a candidate against him. They they openly support Robbie Morris, uh, a, a developer from Randolph County, who is involved in a variety of community programs, including the Quarter H development in Randolph County, and they would love to see Robbie Morris defeat Robert Carnes and to, to never have to see. Maybe he would be on some Christmas list if you only had to mail him a card, but otherwise, <laughs> no, nothing else. they would like to part ways. I love the headline he sent me, and I'm sure you and everybody else, a copy of a commentary he wrote or a response he wrote to Eric Tarr. But the headline is, uh, Eric Tarr hums a conservative tune because he doesn't know the words. That's, that's, he's just, I mean, isn't that a surprise to all of us? That's exactly. All right. <laughs> hey, Brad, I appreciate your time this morning. I know I threw a couple of curves at you. I'm sorry about that, but uh, uh, thanks for sticking around and talking about some of the things that were at least on my mind and hopefully on the public's mind as well. Keep checking. We'll keep checking things out at WVMetroNews.com. I shall probably not talk to you until after the holiday, so have yourself a great holiday. You too. And, um, you know, if there is some something affordable, like, in container of baby dog branded mint. Uh, send them my way. I'll do that. All right. Thanks, Brad. Good talking to you. Have a good uh, have a good holiday. Talk to you soon. Brad McElhaney, uh from Metro News, WVMetroNews.com, the website. I'm encouraging you to go read the story he wrote about Mac Warner because uh, it was a pretty well-done piece about Mac's claim the CIA had stolen the election. Uh, again, it can do a better job on print than he could do uh, here. 8.40, till the hour. We've got a few things I want to get into before we turn things over to the watchdogs and before I can get into my things and Bob Slider's things. Well, I'm not really going to get into your things, you understand, Bob. I don't mean in that kind of way. Uh, but first, let's go to... Help me. Who's here? Oh, uh, Rebecca Little. Thank you, Rebecca. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Little with a look at your 7 News headlines for this Wednesday, December 13th. It was a highly anticipated meeting for members of the Brook County Community Empire Diversified Energy held a public information session as a way to get the community involved in the process of their newest project. They plan to finish an advanced plastics recycling plant in the port of West Virginia. The ultimate goal of the plant is to recycle plastics to produce electricity, hydrochloric acid and char through a unique pyrolysis process. One of the main concerns Fallensby residents have is the emissions, which Empire Diversified Energy says will be well below the Title V requirements. Staying in the northern counties, it's come to light what caused the immediate shutdown of the Jennings-Randolph Bridge in both directions. In a press release, WVDOT reports a safety inspection by a team from Mojeski and Masters discovered some cracking in the welds that was not visible to the naked eye, but that could cause future safety concerns if left unaddressed. The Mountain State has one of the most extensive bridge inspection programs in the country. Following that information, Seven News spoke to local officials to learn more about how this bridge closure will impact residents. Chester Mayor Ed Wedgwood says he understands citizens' frustrations and knows this closure will make travel more difficult. He's glad they caught the issue, saying no one wants to see the bridge collapse and patience is key while these necessary repairs take place. Inevitably, this minimum three-week shutdown causes several implications beyond inconvenience for Chester residents and neighboring communities on both sides of the river. Wedgwood also commented on some concerns surrounding the issues use of the Wayne 6 toll bridge in Newell. To read more, you can visit our website at WTRF.com.
We also have a traffic alert for you this morning. There will be a lane restriction on Interstate 70 westbound in Wheeling beginning today. This will be from milepost 5.5 to milepost 5.0 from 730 this morning to 3 p.m. It will allow for patching. Motorists are advised to slow down and expect delays. An alternate route is US 40. Inclement weather or unforeseen circumstances could change the project schedule. And check this out. We here at WTRF have partnered up with the Salvation Army to be red kettle bell ringers today. We have multiple volunteers that will be at the Mount Deshano Kroger from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. You'll see your favorite local newsies like Brenda Danehart, Annalise Murphy, and I will be there along with so many other familiar faces. Be sure to come out and see us. Again, it's from 10 this morning to 6 p.m. at the Mount Deshano Kroger. That's a look at your 7 News headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody. 12 Conference. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story and more coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Kroger brand products, you can make all your favorite things this holiday season. Because Kroger brand's proven quality products come at exceptionally low prices. And with a money-back quality guarantee, every dish is sure to be a favorite. These are a few of my favorite things. Whether you shop delivery, pickup, or in-store, Kroger brand has all your favorite things. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Congratulations going out to WV wrestler Jet Strickenberger, the junior member of the Mountaineers, is the Big 12 Conference's Wrestler of the Week. He becomes just the 16th Mountaineer to earn that designation. He went 2-0 last week with some impressive victories. He's currently ranked number 19 in the country. He defeated Air Force's 27th rated Tucker Owens in the first match of the weekend. And then, two days later, knocks off the defending Big 12 champion, currently number 6 rated Steve O'Polin. In fact, he took him down three times in an 11-6 upset win. Strickenberger comes from Colorado Springs. He joins Dylan Cottrell, Jacob Smith, and Noah Adams as the fourth Mountaineer to collect the honor more than once in the same season. Over to Mountaineer football now. WVU continuing to get set for the upcoming game against the Tar Heels of North Carolina. Taking a look at the big picture, the Big 12 Record-tying nine different teams have advanced on to postseason play. Of course, Texas is going to represent the conference one last time in the college football playoff at the Sugar Bowl. Others making it in, UCF, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and West Virginia. Speaking of Texas Tech, they have the designation of playing in the very first bowl game as far as the Big 12 goes. That comes this coming Saturday, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl in Shreveport. It'll be Texas Tech taking on the Cal Bears. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Are you or your loved ones facing a serious legal battle? The Law Office of Paul Harris wants you to know you aren't alone. Do you need someone that's not afraid to go to trial and fight for your rights? Attorney Paul Harris and his team are willing to go where most firms are not. 
The Courtroom, with a successful track record in civil litigation, criminal defense, including tax issues and healthcare fraud, Harris Law Office will fight for their clients by offering the most aggressive representation in and out of court. Call Paul Harris at Harris Law Office for a free consultation, 304-232-5300. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video, we are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. It must have been the mistletoe, the lazy fire, the falling snow, the magic in the frosty air. Streisand bumper music this morning. Did you purposely pick uh, songs that are off the beaten path for her? Or, because I'm thinking maybe she probably doesn't do a lot of traditional Christmas songs. She didn't have a lot. And, you know, we went three weeks in now. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's not a lot out there that we haven't really got into, but she kind of helped me, Howard, because I had never heard of this tune before. Yeah, well, several of the songs are, are, they're not the traditional, you know, have a holly jolly Christmas kind of things. But I thought you'd like them. I do like them. They're, I, I love, you know, I love Barbara. Not that I'd want to date her. Right. Don't ever say that again. I just got you, you know. <laughs> Biff used to tell me, put the shovel down, put the shovel down. So I should have. Before Nancy hits you with it. Yes, exactly correct. Exactly right. So, uh, but I'm enjoying the the Barbara, not just because it's Barbara Streisand. I'm enjoying it because these are a little bit off the beaten path. You know, sometimes I like. I have all the Christmas stations, like Sirius XM has three or four different stations, and and the local Christmas station. I have them on the radio in the car. Uh, But, you know, you can only hear Feliz Navidad so many times. Or Burl Ives so many times. And it's nice to hear just some different kind of Christmas music. So Yeah, and we only got a couple weeks to go, Howard, so I'm kind of happy about that. What are you going to do next week? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, really, I really don't know. Well, you played a couple of my favorites. Just other maybe they'd be like you have, do you yeah. have some, some special favorites you want to go for? Yeah, I'll probably uh, you know just go with uh, – I, I, this week it was special for you. I wanted to uh, you know, do something yeah. uh, for you, Howard. So we had Mary, Barry Manilow and uh, Barb Streisand, two of my favorites. And I don't have to dig out that skank uh, Bette Miller tomorrow, do I? Oh, yo, that's right. We could do bet. We could bet, <laughs> to, bet Barbara Barry. Well, three, Friday. Tomorrow's country. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it Friday. Okay. All right. Are you ready for some bet, Howard? <laughs> 10 before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Temperature has not – has your temperature changed at all? Still 25? Uh, it's up to 26. Uh, the, uh, temperatures have not changed at all. 28 still at the airport, 26 at the Highlands, 22 in Elm Grove, 26. So we've gone up one degree here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. If it was only one or two of those that didn't change, I would think, geez, maybe the thermometer was broken. Usually by this time of the morning we've begun to see some change, but – Temperature has basically not changed at all. It's going to be sunny, high around 40 today, sunny, high around uh, 42 tomorrow. Mid-40s up to 50 by the weekend, sunny all week long, mostly sunny over the weekend. Um, and I think I heard Zach, since we don't have Adam here, I couldn't ask. I think I heard Zach saying there's the possibility of maybe some snow early part of next week. Did you hear that or did you pay attention to that on the weather? Well, I kind of got my hopes up this week and it didn't happen, Howard. But, you know, nothing would make it more, more, more like Christmas than just a 
I don't know, about a half inch, inch maybe, of yeah. snow out there you have to deal with. You know, my, I've, for decades I've said this, my perfect situation is a light dusting of snow on Christmas Eve. Not enough to make it dangerous to go to church or to go out and to go festive, but just a nice light dusting to reflect the lights and, you know, the calm, quiet of Christmas Eve. To me, that's that's perfect. A nice, not just a, you know, not just a few flakes. I mean, a dusting, enough to see it on the ground. That on Christmas Eve, stick around for Christmas Day. Uh, then it can go away for a while. You know who I think would really like to see that, Howard? Who's that? Ogilvy Park. Because you would think, wouldn't it boost up a business? Oh, sure. Yeah. Because it looks so much better with snow on the ground. Absolutely. Um, but the Festival of Lights are, are – we have not been there this year. You said you haven't been up there for a while, have you? How much is it now? Is it 150 a carload, ah. Howard? <laughs> what do they ask? They ask you for 30 I think it's 30 bucks. 30 bucks, 35 and They ask you for it. Remember, <laughs> you do not have to pay it. You can make the donation of your choice, or you don't have to make a donation at all. You just say thank you, but I don't choose to do that, and you can move on. But I think the number is up to 35. The first couple of years, I don't think it was anything. The first couple of years when they had the Festival of Lights. And then after about two years, they threw in like a $5 donation, and slowly but surely it's, it's, it's gone. But as I think you pointed out recently, you know, the electric bill gets pretty high up there. And they've thrown in a lot of other stuff, too. They've got the skating rink down by uh, Camp Russell. And, um, of course, the zoo is all not only lit up, but Santa Claus is there all the time. So it's it's it used to just be you would go up, drive through the Festival of Lights, and that would be it. Now there are things you can stop and do. Uh, I keep, uh, of course, season's almost gone for us now. I keep meaning to think about going up and maybe having they have a Christmas buffet over the weekends, you know, but maybe doing that some weekend. It's a good place to go. I mean, and the Festival of Lights is – I enjoy the Festival of Lights. We have not been there this year or last year. I think those are the – before that we did it several times. So maybe we'll go up again this year. I'm looking forward to it. Um, coming up this afternoon, it is a Wednesday. So first of all, at 9 o'clock, the legislative watchdogs will be in here. Uh, doing their thing. And then at 10 o'clock, Dave Wilson filling in for Hoppy Kirchival. He's uh, Hoppy is back next week, but uh, Hoppy is off all this week, so Dave Wilson is in. Then today at noon, of course, it is a Wednesday, so it is your wheeling, no two ways about it, with wheeling mayor Glenn Elliott and I guess Dean Connors, I guess has been kind of the unofficial co-host of that show, talking about uh, friendly city issues. Um, the ladies will be in, uh, Olivia and uh, Sonia, winging it. From one to two. That's a good show. I like that show. It's a good focus on Ohio Valley activities, wheeling basically based activities, and you really get a good sense of things going on here. And then uh, Butch Maxwell's complete waste of time at uh, two o'clock, and that's always fun too. So all of that's coming up today. And then tomorrow, uh, in the noon to three time period, it is once again our friend Donnie Gilbert, right? Donnie will be here. Uh, here's what Donnie has to say about his show coming up tomorrow, this Thursday. Uh, head coach Brock Melko. And the 2023-24 J.M. John Marshall girls basketball team. All of them. That's what it says here. The whole team. The whole team. There's a picture here. The whole team. How many chairs you got in there, Has huh? he checked out the side? I mean, he's been here before, right? Well, maybe he'll bring, a, like, a bench. You know, make the girls comfortable. Just have, like, a, a bench where they can all just scoot in there. <laughs> well... It should be interesting. John Marshall Girls basketball team will be a part of the first hour of the Donnie Gilbert Radio Show tomorrow. Christy Ferguson, owner of Elite Massage Therapy and Spa in Elm Grove. Where's this at? Uh, <laughs> Elite Massage Therapy and Spa in Elm Grove. You yeah. can walk to it. 
Maybe I'll hang out in here a little bit tomorrow. Just check, check out, get some uh, net numbers or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I definitely want to find out more about it, Art. <laughs> and uh, at one oh five tomorrow on the Donnie Gilbert Radio Show, I'm reading here. So, uh, welcoming back a blast from the past. Huh? Whopper room. The, always Whopper room talk. A live performance by Brandon and Waters. Oh, they're good. They are really, really good. Do you remember them at all? Not really. Not me, no. Okay, but, but it's a blast in the past, nonetheless. Um, playing all of their hit songs. They had a bunch, Howard. Jeez. It's okay. In the 1 o'clock hour. And then, of course, it's the uh, top five in the NFL picks with the, with the gang. Yeah, they'll all be here. They'll all be here. So, Donnie Gilbert Radio Show tomorrow from noon until 3, right here on the Watchdog Radio. The whole network. team? The whole – it's set – I'm and there's a picture of the whole team. I, I – <laughs> the team bus will pull out for us. <laughs> I'll just start to come marching down the hallway. Hey, Donnie, why don't you bring the band, too? Let's have the band. John Marshall got a good band. Have the band. I don't know. The, the fun thing about the Donnie Gilbert radio show What's is fun about it, Howard? you do not ever really know what is going to happen. Does Donnie? No, that's the point. <laughs> Donnie doesn't really know what's going to happen either. So it makes the – and, I mean, listen, I'm not criticizing him because – Half the time, we don't know what's going to happen on this show, right? I mean, let's be honest about it. So, Donnie Gilbert Radio Show tomorrow from noon till 3. I have a break still to do, right? Yeah, let's get one in. 855 Watchdog Morning Show. From our family to yours, season's greetings. Oh, it's Howard Monroe. From all of us on the morning show here on The Watchdog, we want to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful Watchdog New Year. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from The Watchdog. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, everyone! Santa here! And I've got a special message for you this holiday season. It seems some folks have found themselves on the naughty list this year, and they're in need of a little extra help. That's where my friends at AAA Tri-State Bail Bonding come in. When life puts you in a tight spot, call 304-233-5959 to make sure you're home for the holidays. We know that sometimes good people find themselves in tricky situations. That's why AAA Tri-State Bail Bonding is spreading joy and helping you get back to celebrating the season with your loved ones. Don't let legal troubles ruin your Christmas cheer. Call 304-233-5959. Your holiday heroes, AAA Tri-State Bail Bonding. So, if you or someone you know needs a little holiday magic to get through a tough time, remember Triple A Tri-State Bail Bonding is here to save the day. You ring, we spring 24-7. Bringing families together for the holidays. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We're jingling your bells all holiday long. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. FM 98.1 and 97.7. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. So I
take us out here uh, up to ABC News, and then uh, the Watchdogs are coming up next. Bob and I back tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. Uh, coming up next uh, after the Watchdogs is Dave Wilson filling in for Hoppy Kirchival. And hey, exciting, Bob. First guest out, Marilyn Mooney. Be fun. Coming up today on the Watchdog. On the Watchdog. Uh, have yourself a great night, and we will see you tomorrow morning. FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville.